Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with Comic Bob Biggerstaff. Bob Biggerstaff, how the hell are you? Doing all right, Brian. How are you? Oh, good. I'm doing so great. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us here. Hey, man, no problem. And, uh, what else have I got to do in these <laughs> trying times? Well, it sounds like you have, you, you've been keeping yourself busy, at least with G-Hole, which is your uh, G-Hole is a cool name in and of itself, but it stands for Greatest Hour of Listening Ever. And you do that the, with Ray, Ray DeVito, and you do that a couple times a week. The G-Hole podcast. Yes, uh, that's true. It's uh, yeah. we, have a, we, have a, we have a fun time. Yeah, you got some big big guests on there. I see you had David Tell, and you had um, Matthew Broussard, and you also had, what, Nick Griffin, and there was one more just... Uh, Dan Soder. The, yeah, Dan Soder, the biggest names ever, man. Yeah, well, you know, as as comics, we you run into, obviously, other comics all the time, but those guys are actually all all old friends of mine, like uh, Attell. I've known Attell for over 20 years you know i mean i i actually opened for him on his uh hbo special uh wow. Cap- captain miserable <laughs> that's that was about 12 years ago wow. but uh you know another nick griffin i uh worked with him worked with him once in uh minneapolis and actually one of my uh one of my jokes uh uh and the title of my album my last album called enjoy guys was a uh, bit that I created cause I was with Nick. So, uh, <laughs> he, he always has a special place in my heart and you know, you just, you, you keep in touch with guys. I've always been the kind of guy I work. If I work with somebody, you know, you'll get their phone number and keep in touch just through texting throughout the years. And, you know, I moved to New York a couple of years ago and get to actually see and hang out with the, do shows with these guys now, you know, all the time. So, yeah, I mean, you're you're a comedy. You do the comedy cellar a lot. Like, right, you're a regular there, so a lot of the times you're probably playing with these people too, right? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, and especially now, like I said, nowadays everybody's everybody's nobody can really tell you they don't have time to do your podcast nowadays. <laughs> That's a funny thing. Like somebody, Sam, real funny guy, Sam Morrill. I'm sure you know who he is if you're a comedy oh, yeah, fan. Just, just had a special. He, he tweeted one time, he was like, so you're telling me I didn't, I never had to go to your apartment to do your podcast? Because, <laughs> you know, everybody, everybody's doing now. I mean, heck, we're doing this on Skype, you know, people yeah. are doing them on Zoom, all the, all the whatever uh, virtual podcasts. So it's much, much easier. I mean, Ray, Ray DeVito, my, uh, my buddy that I do the podcast with. We, uh, you know, we've always told people before on the quarantine, we would always tell people, uh, b- big names, I should say, we'd be like, Hey, you know, we can come to your apartment and okay. do the podcast. You know, you don't have to come to, you don't have to come to see us. Cause mm. you know, I don't know if David tell is not going to come out and, uh, <laughs> come out to Astoria. I mean, we're buddies, but he's not going to come out to go to Ray's apartment to do a podcast. I wouldn't expect yeah. him to. Yeah. And so we were always like. Because I had asked him before, and he he was always up to do it. We could just never set anything up. 
and we didn't know where we would do it. And I was like, you know, we can come to your apartment. I mean, hell, you know, you probably got a lobby. We could we could stand there, <laughs> whatever. Because before, it really is amazing how, you know, before the quarantine, nobody ever wanted to do podcasts this way through Skype or certain. Well, I, I shouldn't say I shouldn't say Skype because actually that that seemed to be the the one thing, you know, before Zoom came out or whatever. Yeah. But people didn't want to do podcasts, you know, over the phone or whatever, whether whether it was over the phone or even over your computer like this, um, because it was just looked at as nah, if you can't have somebody there with I mean, obviously, you know, I don't I don't know if you ever did anything before all the quarantine over the phone with somebody. Or no, yeah. a, a Skype podcast. People didn't want to do it because they're like, eh, no, the audio isn't. Well, I mean, now the the audio is way better than it used to be. Right. But also, it, everybody, my, my everybody's point, audio blows, though. You know, you hear all the shitty audio going on right now because everybody has the same issue. Everybody's doing it remotely. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, and, and I realize, obviously, it's, uh, you know, you either you either do it like this. Or, I mean, I, I know the the world's opening up a little bit, but, you know, a month ago, two months ago, it was like, well, if you want to do a podcast, this is how you're doing it, or, or yeah. you're not doing it unless unless you're just going to do it with whoever you live with. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's just, I, the, I, and I realize it, you know, it changed, obviously, because of a massive change in the world, <laughs> but it'd be interesting to see when all this is over, how many people, you know, are still doing podcasts like this yeah and i would think like it's a way to kind of keep up peer-to-peer -peer contact across the country like i had joe gorman on and he was talking about you know the fact that his podcast can um you know he can keep up with his people there in la or his, his people in san francisco or in jersey and i said you know i think that people will at least use this to supplement it going forward because isn't it going to be easier to i don't travel to a new city to do stand-up comedy if you know or have skyped with 20 comics in that city yeah yeah, no doubt. Well, I mean, you know, you you used to do. I mean, you, you would do this at the. weren't you doing it at the QED? Yeah, we did about eighty at QED. It was so so easy, and I think that's how I got in touch with you because you're you're pretty local. Yeah. If I if I, I would have told you it was in New Jersey, you would have been like, "Why don't you come to my lobby, bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, pretty sure I probably wouldn't have gone to New Jersey to do your podcast. I hate I hate you know. Dude, I think I've, I've had a, me, I have to be honest. I've had a guest come from Jersey. I've had a guest. I've had a guest come from like Long Island, and some of their commute times are just hellish. And so it's so nice that they do that. But one cool thing I liked about G Hole is is in the description on Libsyn, which I think is your podcast host. Yes, it says that at some point you guys were let you know having guests reveal their guilty pleasures or unpopular opinions. You know, in a tribute to uh, to the G Hole podcast, I'd like you to reveal a guilty pleasure or two if you could. Well, uh, it's funny when we, when we started doing that, I was like, well, you know, nobody's going to reveal something that's, you know, huge. Like, let's say <laughs> I, I'm like, you know, I don't expect anybody to come and we'd be like, so what's your guilty pleasure? And they're like, well, uh, you know, I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> I like sucking dick to be honest. Exactly. Yeah. And if, uh, you know, and if a guy said, you know, I, I, that would be a, you know, for someone to actually reveal something that they've never 
told anybody because when we would ask people to do that, uh, we'd say the. They, you know, some people would be like, well, what do you mean by guilty pleasure? And and I was like, well, we don't – obviously nobody's going to – you're not going to tell us a huge secret that you've never told anybody. Right. Just something that, you know, you're – you might be a little embarrassed about if people knew, but it's yeah. not going to destroy you that people know it. Like yeah, I said, not, you're setting them up for comedy, really. I mean, they, you know, they could make anything up if they wanted to. I mean, mine's mine's definitely – yeah. I'm like, yeah, whatever you say, we're, you know, we're going to make fun of it. <laughs> so be prepared for that. But, you know, we had guys on there that were like, you know, we had the, some young kid that, uh, you know, he played Magic the Gathering. Oh, okay. And it was like, uh, you know, and he would go to tournaments and stuff and he just didn't want people. And I was, you know, I was like, well, I mean, you know, you are a geek. You're you know, a nerdy, <laughs> nerdy looking guy. I go, that's not really it. I go, I can imagine you. Anybody you tell is probably like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not you know, if you were like oh, I'm getting so much pussy, then then people <laughs> then guys might be like, no way, nerd. I love it. That's not happening. Uh, but myself, uh, I mean, th- th- this is definitely kind of lame, but I uh, I used to I used to collect bobbleheads. Oh, cool. Like uh, any and any kind of bobblehead, whether it was like you know the regular traditional size. Uh, but I would, uh, yeah, I had a bunch of bobbleheads. I can't, I can't necessarily say it was guilty. I mean, when I would tell people about it, they'd be, you know, they, had, some people thought it was kind of weird, but actually probably a better one would be, uh, I mean, I watch, I watch way too many reality shows okay. that I don't tell people about. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Which one do you want? Like, well, I watch like those the ones where people weigh like 600 pounds. Ah, that hits too close to home for me. I'm a little bit overweight. There's a show. Well, me too, but you know, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not that fat, but, but I, I watch them just to laugh, unfortunately. Yeah. So how do they get around? I mean, I mean, what's the whole show? Is it just them kind of walking from the, well, there's a show to the kitchen, my 600 pound life. I mean, some of them, some of them can walk, some of them can't. But what's the but, show, though? I mean, don't aren't they pretty housebound? It's pretty. It's probably a pretty boring, boring show. I mean, I guess they're probably crying about their their issues. Well, I'm from I'm from Houston, and yeah. Houston is uh, has won the title of Houston, of uh, fattest city uh, a few times, <laughs> and part of that show is the doctor who works on them is is in Houston. Oh, so I think that kind of and my girl my girlfriend. Uh, watches it all the time she kind of got i mean she doesn't know that i that i actually watch it now she just okay. she just hates watching it with me because when i because like she'll be watching it and then i'll just be like jesus christ look at this fa-. i mean you know the and and honestly those shows are those shows are are uh i'm not gonna say they're unintentionally funny but a lot of those types of shows people watch because they're you know and these are shows where, you know, people have health problems, but, you know, yeah. you're making, you know, when they show like this lady that goes to, uh, you know, she goes to like a buffet and, you know, she weighs like 600 pounds and you're just like, uh, you know, I'm just laughing because, you know, there's this gigantic, you know, and she's on this show and she's going to, they're talking about her getting stomach stapling or whatever you want to call it. It's just like, Jesus Christ. Like, did yeah. they, 
did they take her to a buffet? Was she like, well, I don't want to go there. And they're like, no, this is good for the show. You gotta... Like that show. Remember that show, The Biggest Loser? Yeah, sure. Which which I used to say I was disappointed when it came out because I thought it was just going to be a show where, where just people from reality shows walked out and you're like, yeah, uh... fuck you. You loser. But like that show, The Biggest Loser, that was that was the funniest that was one of the funniest shows ever that that I've seen on TV just because, you know, they would embarrass these people. Yeah. And I'm like, well, they want to do it. You know, of course they make the, the guys, you know, when they weigh in, they take, they take their yeah, shirts yeah. off. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm not, you know, I, I remember pe- people would ask me like, why don't you, why don't you go on that show? And I'm like, cause I'm not going to fucking stand there with my shirt off. Yeah. So at it's least, like some, least, some of the things, not, at least the not ra- the before photo. <laughs> So the the writing process, I mean, like the the kind of evilness of the producers is one more thing that makes you laugh. It's like, yeah, you evil fucks. Why are you taking this woman to the buffet and why are you making them take their shirts off? Yeah. I mean, those are, you know, those are, I guess you could say those are two different shows. I mean, they are two different shows, but the, uh, yeah, with this, my 600 pound life and also uh, that show, it's never like the person that's 600 pounds is never, you know. They're not like a rich person. Yeah. They always they always seem to be some fucking redneck that like lives in a trailer or something. Yeah. And uh but yeah, I like uh and what kind of reality reality show uh, would you go on? Well, I mean I I was on Last Comic Standing a couple of times. Oh yeah. What was that like? Uh were the producers making you do shit that would make for great television that was somehow embarrassing. I remember that one guy had to sometimes they make you be a tour guide or something. Was there any kind of you know thing you were embarrassed to do but you had to because you were on the No, show? I mean unfortunately I think I think that's where they Yeah, I mean what do I know about programming a show? But that was one of the things that I thought they excuse me, they missed out on on Last Comic Standing was not uh not having the well there were two things one was not having a ju- like a simon cowell type judge right. that would get people to you know just because somebody's famous doesn't mean they're going to watch the show if, you know get somebody the judge who's like an actual like you know an asshole like simon cowell was and the other thing was yeah they all, all the extra stuff they had people do just wasn't none of it was ever compelling oh, okay i mean i don't remember uh, the one time I I made it to the semifinals and got to go to Vegas, I mean they had us. Uh, we didn't. Uh, there were no. It wasn't the finals, so I didn't get to do like any any challenges or anything. But I mean, going to Vegas was fun. But they, you know, they don't they don't have you do anything as far as uh, challenges or doing uh, like you said, being a tour guide or something like that until until you. If I had made the finals, uh, okay. But it was, uh, but even that, like, almost, I mean, obviously, even though I didn't make the finals, I still got stuff out of it. It still, it still bumped up my, it bumped up my career. Yeah. Uh, but uh, almost everybody that ever did that show as a comic, I'm sure they were, they were all like, I don't, I don't really want to do this. Because <laughs> as, as, well, I mean, as comedians, you know, you know, comedy is a subjective art form. Yeah. I mean, you can say when, when people are judging it. I mean, in my mind, the only way to judge a comedy contest is laughs and originality. Okay. 
that's the only the only two things that matter to me when I watch a comedian are is is are people laughing and is what they're doing original. Right. I can even watch people and be like, I don't think I mean, I don't get it. Uh, I don't. Why are people laughing at this? But if the crowd's laughing and they're doing something original, then I'm like, I would I would then I would tell everybody, yeah, this guy's great. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't put I mean, him on th- your show, but but he'd be a draw, though. Well, I mean, no, I well, see, that's the thing. I can no, I can look at it and say, well, no, people are laughing. Yeah. I just don't get it. So, I mean, if it doesn't go with the theme of a show I'm trying to do, you know, maybe they talk about stuff that I'm, you know, that if I'm putting a show together and the other comics and they're they're way different, but that's not really going to matter to me in as far as. Like I said, if people are laughing, because uh, a lot of the reason I have the 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 uh, second thing of being original is because there's plenty there's plenty of comedians you can watch, and they kill, and and but but then you're like, yeah, but they're not. This guy's doing old jokes. He's got old premises. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing original to it. Like you you can't say, oh that that's him. No, that's not him because other people are doing those. I mean, not like they're stealing jokes. I mean, that would definitely be something. But, uh, you know. Airport, airport jokes, Sarah McLaughlin commercial. Yeah. I mean, exactly. If the, it, but if the crowd is, if the crowd's liking it, okay, fine. That That's fine. But that's not the same thing as, you know, someone getting the same amount of laughs and doing original material. Yeah. Now, other, other if it's not hackery. And, uh, you know, people are still laughing like crazy and you don't get it. Does that make you think, you know, like maybe I should kind of, you know, dive into why the fuck everybody's laughing and I'm not. Does it make you kind of think about it a little bit? Well, uh, yeah, of course it does. I mean, there's a lot of I. I, I'm very uh, dumb when it comes to politics. (laughs) Okay. I don't I don't I mean, obviously, I, I know the players, but. I have to think a second to be like, is Donald Trump a Republican or a Democrat? Because I just, I don't. And honestly, thinking about it now, I'm not even, I'm not sure. Uh. And that, and that, it's not, it's not, I'm not sure because of his politics or whatever. I just, I don't even know. I can't, I can't even think of it. I love it. So when someone will, you know, you know, a lot of times nowadays, you know, people say a joke and then it'll be about politics and, you know, and they're like fucking Trump and everybody laughs. And I'm like, OK, well, I, I get that. I get those kind of things. But like when somebody like gets into, you know, somebody's policies or something and I'm like, I have no fucking idea what they're talking about. Well, that lends itself to the next question, which might be too private to answer. But are you a voter? I can honestly say I voted in the last presidential election because a buddy of mine said he would buy me lunch. <laughs> and that's oh, the only, man. that's the only time I voted and I voted for the, and I voted for the person that lost. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess my, the, my unpopular stance, which I would have revealed and on we, G and we on... went to a pizza buffet after we voted. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they filmed it for the the two hundred pound life. Oh damn it! Yeah, I wish it was. It was uh, well, two fifty. But my embarrassing <laughs> thing is I've never uh, I've never voted. So I'm a, I'm a former a former lawyer, 
who knows everything about the process, and I do not vote. And, and why don't you vote? Well, first of all, I, I don't really think it matters. I, I'm usually coming from liberal states like, you know, Chicago, Illinois, or New York City, so it really doesn't matter oftentimes. But also, then you get called for jury duty. <laughs> the only okay. time I ever got called for jury duty was when I got my law license. I must think oh, wow. that you, know, like you, you pop up on the Secretary of State's radar and they're like, all right, this person votes or this person, you know, has their law license. They're going to discharge their civic duty if they get a summons to appear. And um, that was the only time I called. But pretty, I, but, I, I used to get called for jury duty a bunch in Houston and I, and, uh, I only went once. <laughs> and you don't vote. So I wonder what it could be. You know, I think my working theory might be incorrect. But see, all these things, you know, guilty pleasures and... Um, you know, unpopular opinions, if they're not making their way into G-Hole regularly anymore, what are some things that people can expect from G-Hole, which comes out on Mondays and Thursdays, or? Basically, yeah, there's, there's we put out two a week, and it's usually, it's almost always, uh, you know, Sunday night, Monday morning, or, uh, and it, it's definitely uh, Monday morning, and then another episode usually Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, you know, we, we, a lot of it depend, uh, I mean, like a lot of podcasts, we talk about current events, but both of, uh, both Ray and I are big sports fans. So even though obviously not a lot of sports happening nowadays, but like, you know, when that Michael Jordan documentary was out, we were always talking about that. Um, and a lot of it is, you know, depends on who the who the guest is. I mean, now, now with the, with the quarantine and stuff, obviously we like to find out what people are doing during the quarantine and pretty much everybody we've ever had on the podcast is a comedian. Yeah. So, you know, just trying to find out what pe what people are doing, uh, for comedy during this, uh, quarantine thing. And with that many great comics on there, it's gonna, it's never going to be boring. You know, I know a lot of the former, you know, I looked at your guest list, you know, I think you've been going on for a year or so, and you may, might have about 40 episodes, and I recognize Jonas Barnes, Tom McCaffrey, and Janelle no, we're, Draper. We're in season two. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? Ray, <laughs> Ray put, uh, yeah, Ray made us, uh, we're in season two. We've, I think we've, uh, we're over 50 episodes for some oh, reason when he got, to, when he got to 50, I think it was around a year. Okay. Uh, but he just, he was just like, oh, well, I'm at, because some, somebody brought that up. Oh, we had the, the guy from, uh, the Keith and the girl podcast. Keith, was it Keith O'Malley Yeah. or Keith Malley? And, uh, he, he like really did a bunch of research on us. Like we had him on our podcast and he did a bunch of research <laughs> and, uh, he had said how, uh, oh man, I lost my train of thought. What was so I talking cool. about? Yeah, Keith. And I, yeah, you were talking about you were talking about seasons and things like that, and you guys are finally on season. Oh yeah, two. and then he goes, he goes, oh, I see you're in season two, and I was like, what? And Ray's like, and Ray's like, I go, we made season two. All right, I didn't know we got picked up. And and Ray was like, oh well, yeah, you know, I got to we got to fifty, and I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, that's a that's not bad. Yeah. But he but this guy Keith thought it was like kind of kind of a. Oh, you guys made it to season two, and it's like, well, yeah, I guess Ray's still paying for the paying the Libsyn bill. <laughs> and, and does Libsyn get blown out to things like uh, Spotify, etc., or do people just go to Libsyn? 
you're saying is it like on all the other podcast things yeah is it on apple and uh, itunes oh yeah 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 okay okay yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't i would think I would think the majority of people, you know, listen to it off of iTunes and the the pot, you know, the podcast things. I don't know. We post all the links, okay. but so yeah, it's available it. on all that. And also now, uh, with us doing the, it's on Zoom, and we we actually do it as video, and we put the video up on YouTube. Okay, and so they can, they can actually, get all those they can get all those links from uh, Bob Biggerstaff comicbob.com and i know i know i follow g hole pod on twitter as well yeah the it's uh yeah the g hole pod on uh twitter uh pretty sure it's the same name the g hole pod on instagram so yeah i always post it on actually i don't actually i don't even know if the, the uh, uh, i hope ray doesn't hear this i don't know if there's a link to it on my website <laughs> I know Ray hardly uses his website. I mean, I, okay. I try to I at least, you know, update my calendar, which obviously hasn't been updated in a while. Right. Uh, although I am doing a show in uh, Altoona, Pennsylvania on. Okay. Uh, when is that? On June 26th, I believe. The world is opening up. Bob Biggerstaff is going yeah. to be in Altoona, Pennsylvania on June 20. Polished comedy at McGarvey's, some yes. bar, and uh, I don't have a web. I don't have a link for tickets or anything, but uh, I will. I'll have that on my. I will have that on my website and Twitter and stuff. Yeah, and we follow you on social. You're at if anybody's Bob in the Altoona, Pennsylvania area, June 26th. Yep. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So I mean, check him out. At, is uh, I follow him on on Twitter. Bob Biggerstaff is Bob underscore Biggerstaff, and we thank you so much yes. for coming on today. Thank you, Bob Biggerstaff. Hey, no problem, Brian. Thanks for having me, buddy.